the one who knocks. Pop, pop. Oh, no. <laughs> Why don't you do something with your life? You contribute nothing to society. Good morning, Vietnam! Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? You know my code. Hose before bros. You can't handle the truth. Guys, your girlfriend. Woof. Nobody calls me mad dog. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Hello and welcome to my first time podcast all about the gaps in our pop culture resume. Each episode as our panel sits down to debate, dispute and discuss a much loved classic. They'll be joined by the first timer, someone who's never before experienced that cultural icon. Will they see what the fuss is or just be left wondering what the hell was that? My name is Dan, and I'm joined each and every week by Eden. Hello. Aiden. Yo, yo, yo. And this week, <laughs> we are brooding in the woods as we tackle the Twilight movie with a special guest, Simon Taylor. Hello. Ooh. Comedian, singer, magician, oh, all right. all-round <laughs> man of entertainment. Yeah. In town for the Adelaide Fringe. Loving it. Last Just day. Last day of it for you. So as this goes to air, you'll be... On the beach somewhere, sipping uh, pina coladas, celebrating. <laughs> quite. I'll be in one of the many other towns I'm going to take this show to, sipping pina coladas. <laughs> yeah, for Canberra, Brizzy, uh, Sydney, uh, Melbourne, Malaysia, Singapore. Mate, I, yeah, there's no breaks. No breaks. There's no breaks. But Busy man. I've enjoyed it. Well, we appreciate uh, you making the time to come be with us today. Just before we continue and talk Twilight, I'd like to do a little <laughs> thing here. It's like a little little way for our regular listeners to get to know you a bit. Right. So I've got uh, 10 sort of pop cultural things here. I'm just going to spit them at you, mm. and you just need to say yes or no to them. Just oh, as a way to whether I get approve to or disapprove yeah, yeah, of approve them. Or yeah, disapprove. got it. Yeah. So yes, no, no explanations. Got it. <laughs> Hunger Games. No. Bruce Willis. Yes. Heartbreak High. Yes. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. West Wing. Yes. Grant Denyer. Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say yes because I want to work for General Ten one day. <laughs> <laughs> Citizen Kane. Yes. Fat Cat. No. Stone Cold Steve Austin. No. Eggheads. No. What? What was the last one? <laughs> Eggheads. I know who you're talking about. I didn't What's that? It's a, the the BBC's we... long running nerd oh. uh, nerd sort of quiz show. I thought it's we were like... talk, talking about baldies like Eden. Hey, it's what? like the chase, <laughs> but with any sense of excitement or adrenaline just sucked <laughs> all that... the way out. So all those other questions were just like a decoy for the real question you want to ask. Eggheads. Eggheads. That's, how, that's what this segment is. Is this, is this on network television? I've never seen it. Uh, ABC? Yeah, ABC. ABC. Right. Yeah, you've got to okay. be a bit more cultured, Aiden, with your TV watching. <laughs> All right, calm it down. <laughs> All right, so you chose for your first time, Simon, and I'm Twilight. So, I'm so glad I did as well. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, you, why even make this show if you guys are going to be curmudgeons <laughs> about watching something like this? I've got no issue. It's these two snobs. What? So you what? all watched it. <laughs> we've all seen We've all watched it now. My, it was also, was it your first time? It was my first time. It was my first time. You two? Uh, I'd seen it a couple of times. <laughs> I had seen it once before. <laughs> all right. Yeah. So uh, before we begin sort of breaking down the film, just tell me why you chose it. Well, actually, I had chosen this before I knew I was going to be on this because I'm actually trying to up my uh, movie knowledge a little uh. bit because I'm really getting into 
how movies are made and film history and things like that. So part of it too is just watching, like filling in the gaps of not just classics, but cheesy classics as well. And this was a significant film of its time, like a couple of years ago, like it was all the talking point. Yeah, of course. And so if a film can capture a generation and create a movement of like emo teen love, (laughs) like that's, that's significant. You should be across it. Yeah, exactly. And so, and especially like, like people of my generation, if I, you know, start dating someone new, like it was probably a big portion of their life as well. You know, the poster's still on the the back of the door or something. If that is the case, don't continue to date. No, come on. Well, I've seen the movie now and I am that person. So, uh, so I, yeah, I, I I was just basically, I've just been going through a long list and then twilight was kind of next. And I think it, you know what, it might've just come up on, on Netflix as I was scrolling or something like that. So it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't really a conscious decision to, hurt you. No. Uh, it was, it was really just, I was going, I'm going through this massive list and it was the one that kind of like excited me the most. I'm like, wow, this is like an event because there's so much stigma against it. Um, like 50 shades of gray. I don't think I'll ever watch, but this now, are you about to give me some the trivia about it being based off it? Yeah. Can I lay yeah. down a hot fact? On oh, the yeah. Yes. Hot fact that the two are linked. Yes. That 50 shades started as like fan fiction, fan fiction about, <laughs> About Twilight. Uh, so mm. people online were like writing these sexy little stories and then they sort of morphed into this other thing called Fifty Shades. Wow. Fifty Shades of Grey is probably a better name for the fan fiction for Kylo Ren and, and Ray <laughs> because the light and the dark and it's just like, you know. Very poor complexions. Is yeah. that yeah. something you've been delving into? <laughs> Well, yeah, I like that as well. I like Raylo. Raylo's hilarious. <laughs> Just a little cut. See, on Tumblr, you can get all sorts of like fan art. That's a great place. If you have any imagination for relationships of any two characters across any pop culture ever, <laughs> type it into Tumblr and someone's drawn a cartoon of them being lovers. It's, yeah, it's shipping. hilarious. Shipping yeah. is the term. Pornographic cartoon. Oh, shipping, yes. No, uh, no, no, no. no. Not, not pornographic. We're not going no. that way. No, no, no. no. There, I've got there, the... there is that too. <laughs> no, I've got You've the... been told. And I have been told. <laughs> Why is it that I'm painted as the seedy, creepy guy on the podcast? Yet you I think we you all are know. the seedy, creepy guy. <laughs> that is no doubt. All right, Fifty well, I... Shades of Grey is out, so, you know, that's that, that's an, that's that's where that Tumblr beast can turn into. <laughs> Just to continue this uh, sidetrack, is any of the three of you ever pursued, like, fan fiction, like, you know, what you were saying uh, Fifty Shades started out as, and, like, just enjoyed reading what someone's created to, you know, continue a beloved franchise. Yes. Uh, what was it? Well, <laughs> this is a weird one. I actually really like the UFC. I like watching MMA. Okay. Uh, mixed martial arts, for those who, who aren't aware. And it's a sport. It's a legitimate sport. It's not like wrestling. It's not like WWE. It's actual the actual fighting. Yeah, there's actual beating. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> and the characters in it are so, like, you know, the, these fighters are, are characters. They're larger than life. And they're, they're meant to promote these fights. So the Muhammad Ali of our generation is... Conor McGregor, who just just talks so much and is so hilarious, and when he was fighting fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather, there was just all this fan fiction about you know all the other UFC fighters getting behind him and being friends and them sitting on each other's shoulders in the crowd, and I just thought that was so funny because it was just such a contrast to them always having bravado on stage, and this was uh, yeah this was very fun. So it's very odd fan fiction, but there it is. Oh, I enjoyed that. 
I don't think I have. I, I don't think so. I enjoy fan theories. Oh, like, yeah. you know, oh, just right. sort of like things yeah. that fill in the gaps of a franchise. You I know, agree. Areas untrodden. But not you know. somebody's unauthorized nah, novel. Not like a sort of a romance between two characters. Oh, right, right, well, yeah. let, let's get back to Twilight. Oh, wait, one more point. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the Pokemon one? Uh, which one? There are a few, aren't there? Oh, well, <laughs> the, the, the main one that, you know, really ruins my childhood is that it's all a dream. Huh. But, like, it's somewhat plausible because it's like Ash never woke up at the start of the the, the, the series. Yeah. And he's just dreaming. And it's all, like, a manifestation of his subconscious. So Brock <laughs> is, like, his masculinity and yeah. his sex drive. And then... I have heard of that one. But I feel that every franchise fan- has a fan theory where it's all a dream. It's yeah. all a dream. <laughs> totally. That's how Avengers Infinity War is going to end. With just Tony Stark going... <laughs> <laughs> and he's just got a little toy suit there going, eh, one day. <laughs> he's just an accountant. <laughs> Middling. Yeah, author. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, if uh, you listen to this podcast and like uh, myself and Simon, you have n- well previously not seen Twilight, uh, here's a little rundown for you. A movie about an old, powerful man that preys on a young, powerless girl. No, it's not Harvey Weinstein the movie, it's Twilight! Based on the Stephanie Meyer book of the same name, Twilight tells the story of Bella Swan, Kristen Stewart, a 17-year-old girl who moves to the small woods town of Forks, Washington to live with her dad. There at her high school, she meets a variety of teen stereotypes before her attention is arrested by the brooding Edward Cullen, Robert Patterson, and his family of weirdos. Bella and Edward have a number of oddly tense and strange interactions until he miraculously, with superhuman speed and strength, saves her from being mown down by an out-of-control SUV. The discovery of Edward's super strength leads Bella to discover that Edward and his family are vampires. Old, exceptionally fast, super strong vampires with special skills like seeing the future and playing baseball really, really well. The good news for Bella is that these are reformed vampires who have mastered their cravings for human blood. Sure, they still suck the blood out of wild animals and presumably stray pets. My prognosis, not official Twilight lore. But these are good vampires, people! Which is made all the more obvious by the arrival of a nomadic vampire clan who happen upon forks and start feasting on the locals. Eventually, the bad vampires learn that the good vampires have accepted Bella into their secret world and one of them decides to kill her and drink her blood. Of course, Edward protects her and even manages to suck vampire poison out of her body after she is bitten by bad guy vampire without giving in to the temptation to just suck her dry himself. It's moving stuff. <laughs> then they go to the prom because of course they do, and that's basically it. The movie was made on a on a real shoestring budget, just $37 million, though amazingly the director manages to make the budget look a whole lot smaller than that. Not that it mattered at the box office, where Twilight raked in a handy $390-odd million and spawned four more movies, all of which practically doubled Twilight's box office takings, making the series a powerhouse box office franchise. So we know teenage girls loved it, but what did our first time Simon So we know teenage girls loved it, but what did our first timer Simon Taylor make of all the angst and vampire tension? Is Twilight a soaring tale of forbidden love to get your blood pumping, or just a toothless teen tale that needs a stake through the heart? Well, I must be a toothless teen because <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Uh, they filmed it all in like 48 days, which is all very impressive. 
Uh, the script was written in six weeks. But as far as I'm concerned, as far as teen movies uh, go, I don't think I can really stomach many at all. But this one was like, oh, I really quite, I think the script is pretty good. And I think the, uh, like, I really like looking at um, uh, Kristen Stewart. She's <laughs> really pretty. And <laughs> and I'm trying to work out when I'm allowed to look at her because, like, she turned 18 throughout the filming. So if you can let me know which scenes I'm allowed legally allowed to pine over yeah. her. That was something that my wife turned to me while we were watching she goes do you find her hot like is she hot are we meant to find her hot and i'm like no because i'm not a creep Mm. but i did find not um, like a 108 year old vampire (laughs) hold on now okay i want to rewrite that introduction (laughs) ladies and gentlemen the story of romance that surpasses mortality Because he's 17, but he's been 17 for a very long time. Which is yes. called being a perpetual man-child. He's 108 years <laughs> yeah. old. Act your age. No. Oh, it's not as bad as Benjamin Button. That's Now, that's yeah. some serious creepy Don't stuff. Don't use Benjamin Button to defend this <laughs> no, film. No, I, I thought, okay, here's all my thoughts of the film uh, off the top of my head. That I think the script is was actually really impressive, the way the dialogue sort of laid out. I, I think that the, uh, yes, it was, okay? I think the Performances from uh, the leads were really good because they were the outsiders. They were awkward. Why do you hate this? <laughs> I love it. There's two people in the studio here. Just I like love the way biting their hands. I love the way it was anything. filmed. I uh, I think the cinematography was awesome. I think that that uh, I think it was. <laughs> Stop it! I th- I've got no credibility now as a film critic. I think the the the, the scenery around it, and I also like that it had the, this. Uh, blue filter on all of it which actually (laughs) i'll tell you why right because it makes them like look you know cool and beautiful (laughs) but also because uh the the main character uh is is a vampire and he's perpetually cold and so it's actually a reflection of the character on screen it's (laughs) it's interesting you bring up the blue filter over the whole film another thing my wife said she corrected them that they talk about the red truck and leah she goes it's not red it's like a pale orange and i'm like Clearly, this whole film has gone through an Instagram filter. Yes. It probably was red when they were filming it, but it looks pale orange now. Eden, do you just want to go get a drink downstairs? Yes, and we'll I just do. These yeah. two, yeah, yeah, can, come on, like, Twilight just... loving. I thought it was great. Okay, what were all the problems that you cynical old men? <laughs> for what it is, it was very well done for exactly what it was intended to be. A it teen w- film. You, you weren't. You're not the demographic. No, exactly. And I like. I, I'm. I feel like I do. I'm going to go easy on it because I'm not the demographic. I'm, I was never a teenage girl, and when it came out, and I was, so <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> like I don't know. I just uh, I thought the performances were pretty wooden. Oh boy! I think they were intentionally oh wooden, though. But you've seen Kristen Stewart in uh, Into the Wild beforehand. Wooden? Yeah. Why? why? In Into why the would Wild, the she be wasn't. Like, no, no. But why would the director be like, guys? Just say Turn that with a di- little di- bit okay. less. Dial it back a bit. <laughs> Dial back the humanity guy. No, right. it, it was the opposite. So there's actually an interview with Robert Patterson on uh, Howard Stern where he spoke about the decision that he made to be really sort of cold and recluse and actually not smile so much because he believed that when you're a teenager, you are too nervous to, you know, touch that person you like. And if you're an outsider and you're a recluse, then like all the other characters, all the other teenagers are bubbly and Anna Kendricks is in it and mm. they, they play those sort of, you know, archetypes. But these two characters are, I think, intentionally like 
unable to express. One's a goddamn vampire, okay? He's unable to express his emotions because it's like buried under, like, what, 90 years or something of um, immortality. So he was saying that he was actually, he played it even way more melancholy. And the directors and all the the producers like, no, 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 you got to smile more, be friendly, like be a loving, like teen, fun sort of guy, like the handsome jock. And he's like, no, no, I'm not doing that. It's going to be, he's going to be brooding and he's going to be, and, and there was this big fight between him and the, he, he thought his job was safe until it went to his agents who flew over and said, yeah, if you don't smile in some of these takes, like they apparently like highlighted in the book all the times that he smiled and he returned with all the times that Edward frowned. Um, <laughs> And so there was actually, so the, the little grins and quirks that you see throughout the film uh, from his character, like the happiness or the humanity breaking out, was actually a conscious decision between him and the director. So it wasn't, I don't think it's poor performance. I think it's actually uh, a, a selective performance, especially, uh, look, I like Kristen Stewart, and I think that movie that she was hired from, yeah. from it, she was playing, like, she was playing this sort of really sort of... Uh, a uh, loose, quirky girl, and uh, and and so she had the ability. It was is the decisions they made, and I'll defend it till I die. <laughs> I like your theory. I saw Robert Patterson. It's in not a theory. theory. <laughs> I saw him in the Lost City of Z. Has yeah. anyone seen that? No. Great film, and he is tremendous in yeah. it as this explorer trying to find this lost city in the. Uh, in the Amazonian jungle. Uh, so maybe he, maybe what you're saying is true. Well, I don't necessarily think it's... like yeah. He, I think the performances seem wooden to me in Twilight, but that's not necessarily because of them being bad actors, I don't think. I just feel like it's a very, like, I don't know, like, one-tone film. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, like, the tone is love. There are some scenes that are terrible, though. I feel like the first scene where they're sitting next together in the science lab, they're just staring at each other. It's comically terrible. I'm like, what is going on? He's just like looking forever and it's just so You've dumb. never felt that way? I've done that in like, in like I remember first year psych, there was a, a girl that I just like didn't listen to the whole lecture. I was just like looking at the side of her face going, I'm going to write so much poetry. <laughs> I was that guy. I was that dude. Right. So I actually like relate to that. It's a, certainly a heightened version of it, but I relate to it. I think it's really interesting as well that you two both hated it and you're both school teachers surrounded by teenagers that would be behaving like like this every day of the week. Mm. We're surrounded by teenagers, though. Unlike this high school, where most of the teenagers look like they should be teaching the classes. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. But there's no brooding emos, because that's what it became famous for. It really captured a demographic of teenagers. Like, yes, I feel like that. I feel like an outsider. And when I fall in love with someone, I do just stare at them, and I find it hard to talk to them, and my performance is wooden if I were critiqued. (laughs) But it's, uh, yeah, it's a reflection of a particular... um, uh, I think social uh, struggle that people have. So I thought it was legit and uh, conscious decisions not poorly made. Mm. You idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the soundtrack as well. Can we talk about that? Like Robert what, Patterson's on it, actually. Well, when, yeah. the, when the soundtrack came out, there was a lot of controversy because Triple J released the soundtrack as their album of the week. Peter, you and I will just release a secret podcast. Yeah, just the I think two so. of like, us this where is we crazy. can give our good thoughts on this film. <laughs> you know, no, okay. go for it. No. <laughs> so... So the soundtrack includes Muse, Paramore, Linkin Park, Mute Math, um, a whole stack of others, including Robin Patterson does a song. But so Triple J featured this album for the week and they copped so much crap from 
the haters like you guys that were so they should why would Triple J promote a film soundtrack which is just a collection of stuff promote a damn album some artist has worked hard on because their target audience is teenagers and this is a collection of some really talented big bands that were releasing special one-off songs for a film I think it was a it was what got me into watching the film in the first place because I was like oh I love those bands I want to check out what this Mm. film's about all right, we've said our piece. Go on. I got to. I don't know where to start. Go. Well, all right. Yeah, I well, like, and, and again, I don't want to be that guy because I understand that it wasn't targeted yeah, at me. It's like, like, I, know, I understand when we watch these things. I'm like, I can't hate on Justin B because he's just not made for me. Exactly. But this and this film is squarely in that category. But I think there's issues with it. I can watch some teen uh, films and go, oh, that's yeah. a good film. All right, but I want you to pick <laughs> something that you liked from it that you think was done well. Okay, I, I'm going to have well, to think about you're that. Gonna, while you're thinking, you. I was, you're going to have was, to sandwich. I've got to, I, I was wondering, like, would this movie be different? Like, everyone going in to watch this movie knew surely that it was a movie about vampires, right? Like, we mm-hmm. knew... And yep. as soon as Edward walks on the screen, you're like, vampire, okay. <laughs> but no one in the, no one else in the movie is like, ah, oh, vampire. They're all just kind of like, oh, what a what an interesting guy. <laughs> like, would it be different if... The, 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 with the marketing or something, like, people were kind of like, oh, I don't know, there's just some kind of teen movie here. Oh, something is afoot in this school. What could it be? If oh. it was a shock twist, it would be a better film. You think so? I think so. I think it's really tough, though, to do a shock twist when there's already four or five books. Yeah, no, yeah the, the books. Yeah, the books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it, like I, I You're think a wizard, Harry. What a shock twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I dispute that the dialogue was good. There was too much bad corn. Like, when she starts dating Edward mm-hmm. and one of the other guys from the high school comes up to you and is like, I can't believe you're with that creep. I don't approve. He just looks like, he just looks at you like you're something to eat. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, because so he's, he's a vampire. He's a vampire. We know he's a vampire. Like... Yeah, it's a, it's like a little play on. It's like a cheeky wink to the audience. Oh, it's terrible. It's a, it's it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's so everyone in the theatre looks at each other and goes, <laughs> yeah. we know. <laughs> I, see, yeah, exactly. I see what they did there. Right, yeah. The thing I liked, you said I had to find something I liked about <laughs> yes. this film. I thought that the dad uh, did a good job of being a, you know, a, his his daughter he hasn't seen for ages come back to town and I found him to be a really believable father figure who was just sort of struggling to relate to his teenage daughter and wanted to be cool and protect her but not be up in her face. And he's basically you looking at this film going, what is this about? <laughs> yeah. All right, I guess I'll let it do its thing. But yeah, he's looking at Edward Cullen going, mm, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, He clearly loved his daughter. He clearly, like, cared about her. He ate her favourite dessert for the last 20 years or whatever uh-huh. while she was away but he just didn't know how to communicate that with her. And I think, yeah, I, th- I agree. I think there it was, was a good performance. There was a nice movie about a daughter reuniting with her father in there that just got just trod all over by the vampire <laughs> crap. Yeah, they ruin everything. Yeah. That's the point. But that's good. I like that. I like that you, you, you found a little sweetness in that. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of this. I Explain to me. <clears throat> Their relationship goes from nothing to incredible intensity super quick. So quick that I was like, hmm. She says at one point where she thinks she's going to get killed by this vampire hunting her. Mm. She's like, I don't regret any of the decisions I made to lead to this point because they led me to Edward. 
Also your death, but you seem to be okay with it because you've met a vampire for a couple of weeks. Okay. And... Have you heard of a little known writer called Shakespeare? <laughs> he wrote a book called, uh, or a play really, called uh, Romeo and Juliet. And those kids were crazy. It took them two seconds to fall in love and literally kill each other for each other. I also have problems with Romeo yeah, and Juliet. Fair enough. But the book, it is, it's, it's total. of course it's a heightened exaggeration of this little feeling and shot of adrenaline you get when you actually fall in love with someone, that you're overwhelmed by this emotion that you kind of paralyzed by being able to communicate with them. And then when you finally actually make that connection, you're like, well, my whole world is you now. And so, yeah, maybe it's, it's yeah, exaggerated. Yeah, but you were the guy that wanted to write poetry yeah, after seeing Yeah, that's it. why this I like you. This, you are the demographic yeah, of this I am. movie. I, I'm, I'm basically Belle. And again, <laughs> teens are overdramatic. They go from one extreme to the other. Like, that is pretty typical teen behaviour. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> to know you're about to die, but be like, ah, it's okay. I met that boy. Well, Guys, I... we are not leaving this room until you love Twilight. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Strap yourself in there, Simon. <laughs> Cancel your last show. I'm going to miss my show. <laughs> Oh, man, I'm going to miss my, my tour dates in Brisbane, if that's the case. <laughs> All right, just try and squeeze another plug in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also drinking there, right? You can see me. Oh, my goodness. And your new show, Loving Twilight. <laughs> Loving Twilight with Simon Dale. Beginning at the Melbourne All right, keep going. No, yeah, fair enough. I think I got you on that point. Um, all right. Eating, the way that they, oh. those vampires jumped around the trees was just awful. Oh, that was hilarious. That I, was that was going to be possibly my favourite moment because it was just so funny, right? Running like, up the hill. Running up the hill her. looked ridiculous. I don't see her his legs and it <laughs> just, just like glides. Yeah, I found that a bit weird. Like he's clearly just on a wire. Like there's one point where he leaps, but there's no leap in it. It's just straight across. Like yeah. it's awful. It's awful. It's very impressive stunt work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are betraying yourself right now. <laughs> I, to be truth told, I don't like it that much. It's just so enjoyable to be polar opposite to you. It's yeah. just the fun. It's, like, it's fine. It's a fine movie for the demographic, but yeah. now it's my favourite movie ever just to oppose you. Simon, you can come back anytime. Oh, amazing. Uh, <laughs> Thank you're not, you so you're much. not welcome. <laughs> He's going his podcast. Yeah, listen, Ben. Vampires have to be invited, so... Mm. Oh, that's Buffy vampire. That's exactly. not even Twilight Exactly. Good vampire. vampires before Twilight. Like, Buffy. Strong mm. strong protagonists. Yeah. Uh, like, right. like light-hearted... The Count Stop. on Sesame Street. Like, oh, there's some great vampires. vampires. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One, uh, uh, uh. In my research, I discovered that feminists hate Twilight yeah. and, the, and the series. Because she's, uh, yeah. She's such she, a weak character. She's a weak so character. Dependent. She's just a pushover. Yeah, she's dependent on him. But to be fair, there are, like, the, the main villain in the whole saga is female. You, we only really hear about her at the end of this first movie, Victoria. But she's, like, the... The main, the, the main villain. So it's like, but some, I get it. I get that, like, you know, you know, if you take a cross section of Hollywood films in the last hundred years, there are a lot of like, you know, helpless females that need to be rescued and so on and so forth. But sometimes there are women like, is, is Bella or Bella? It's Bella, right? Bella? Bella. Yeah, Isabella. Bella. Isabella. So Bella. Yeah, there are you know, teenage girls like her. And so it is, it's okay to tell stories about actual, you know, uh, vampires. Yeah. Actual yeah. vampires that are, <laughs> exist. I agree with you in that. I think 
you don't always have to tell the story of the way people want their gender or their yeah. you know to be. But I'm also aware that we're four men talking about this, so our opinion is, is it's is fair mute. enough. It is it is it is true that there has been a lack of strong uh, female characters in, historically. It is also true that not every character should be or could be a strong female woman. It's a good point. The biggest issue, though, and one that I hinted at earlier, is that he's a sexual predator, (laughs) essentially. He's a 108-year-old groomer of a teenage girl. Yeah, but he's not, like, he's 17. Yeah, but he looks 17. If you stop aging right now, but actually continue living for 50 more years, you are not really a 30-something-year-old guy. But he's not aging. Well, but so he's, he's not immortal, but he's learning. But he's not he's mature, like, sort of like yeah. And he's not like growing mentally in some way. He well, has to be. He's a virtuo- virtuoso on the piano, so he's been doing exactly. some learning in his his hundred odd years. Yeah. How do you know he didn't have that before he became a vampire? Child prodigy. Yeah, no, I like, don't. I'm he, the in the jungle. He has kept learning. Like, there's even proof in the film. You see the um. Uh, the hats that you get on graduation and stuff. Like he has oh, progressed yeah, in life. Yes. I agree. It is a bit creepy, and he's hanging out in a high school. <laughs> Like he's just hanging out in high like school. Why, why does he, he doesn't just need to go to high just school? Just graduated, right? Yeah, I'm 18. Yeah, he's got to blend in. Just, just get, get a job. job. <laughs> get a job at the at the service station. There's a line that covers it. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah, it's easier to not be detected or whatever if we try to fit in and follow all the rules. Yeah. Oh, he has to be at school. <laughs> There's a line. It's, it's a weak demand. There's a line for it. It's the plot, the plot hole is covered. I think someone on the set did go, are we making a film about a sex creep? We better just insert line. Insert line. <laughs> well, the 17... Yeah, well, uh, okay. What would change if he was legit 17 years old? Like if he just became a vampire? Yeah, oh. would the, so you'd... Oh, everything would change. It's mm. just like be so much more normal all of a sudden. Wouldn't it be as interesting though that he has this like lo- like comes from a different era and oh, has seen the world change. Absolutely not. It definitely wouldn't be as interesting. And I think the love is not as intense in that, well, he's been around for, what, 100 years and he's just fallen in love with the human and this is... Finally. Finally. Mm. Yeah. So this is legit. This is one in a billion. This is real love. <laughs> it's more interesting, but it is still creepy yeah, as it fair, stands. Fair or, enough. Yeah. I'm just playing with the idea of like, what? okay, we get to reconstruct it now. So, we get to rewrite yeah. it. Is that, he 17? That's the message, right? That he's like never kissed a girl or anything in his oh, life, I right? don't know that he didn't have a, a disco passion in the 70s. Or maybe he accidentally or, you know, kissed a girl and then... Went too and far like, and killed her. I thought when they <laughs> oh, kiss, yeah. he yeah. says something like, I've always wanted to try this. Like, oh, there yeah. was a little no, line that, as if, like, no, I've never kissed a girl. I think he said, I I wanted to try it with you or, so, or something. I, it implied that he's wanted to kiss her, but he was withholding. Is that the one? Is that the scene where, like, they start making out and he, like, flips off her? Yes. Yes. That yes. Was a crazy the scene. There's a lot of crazy scenes. There's a lot of crazy scenes. What about the creep? Like, I'm I'm crossing over to your side just for a second, Dan. <laughs> it's kind of creepy that he watches her sleep each night. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I thought that was weird. Before Alarm they bells. were before they were even really together as a couple, if you will. Yeah, I like to watch you sleep. Oh, cool. Do you want to hang out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do a little like if we could survey because like, you've been talking about this is a film for that sort of teenage girl particularly. Uh, if you were to survey them and say, the boy that you are madly crushing on, if you knew he was sneaking into your room to watch you sleep, would that be good or bad? Yeah, I think you would get a mixed response. There might be some girls that that think that's uh, somehow... I'd, I'd be surprised if it was mixed. I think it'd be like, 
really? He's sneaking? No, I think that that crosses that crosses the line for <laughs> yeah. sure. I don't think anyone is like, oh, that's so romantic oh, of him. Good, good. Get out of my well, the room. The case for him being a hundred and eight year old sex creep just gets stronger. Oh, well, that's then. fine. <laughs> <laughs> We will return after these messages. All right, let's take a little break from Twilight Chit Chat. Talk about recommendations of the week, starting with Eden. My recommendation for something to check out is a small animated series called Final Space by a guy called Olan Rogers. It's sort of a cross between Rick and Morty and Adventure Time. So it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon. Um, available on a number of streaming services online. It is hilarious. Say that name one more time. Final Space. Anyone famous in it? Uh, it's got David Tennant in it as the, oh, the Lord great. Commander. Yeah, it's got uh, the creator himself, Olan Rogers, in it, who is a YouTube star. Um, yeah, I know. I can see your face there cringing. I hate the term YouTube star. <laughs> He's a YouTube star. Not a that, real yeah. star. Not a real star. He's a, a YouTube very narrow star. parameter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. You're done. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Aiden. It ended at YouTube star. Yeah, you lost me. <laughs> Uh, my recommendation this week is the Instagram account of Will Smith. Yes! <laughs> oh, no! He yes! Has, he has recently joined Instagram, and every day he puts up, like, inspirational-type talks of, like, hey, go out there and do your life, live your dream-type thing. But then he also plays pranks on his staff, and then he does rapping videos. Today he did, like, a uh, oh, St. So Patrick's sad. Day rap. He's so good on Instagram. He's so good. He needs actually, to be Actually, to add to that, and then you'll love this, he's actually got himself a YouTube channel now, so yeah. he is also not only a movie star but a YouTube star. Yeah. Like, my life is not complete <laughs> until I can add YouTube stars <laughs> to my resume. Get on Will Smith's social media accounts; he's the best. All right, Simon. Uh, okay, I'm going to uh, be a bit lame and go for a book. Sorry, it's not as fun Fine. as Instagram. We're covering all social media Ri- and whatnot. Uh, Rivers of London. By Ben Aronovich, I think. Is this the history of London's rivers? No, it's that, actually it's like it's basically Harry Potter if he was a uh, crime detective. So it's not a true story. No, it's not okay. a true story. A bit story. of magic. It's a bit, bit of magic. It's ba- it's 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 set in London. It follows a cop who wants to investigate, you know, murders and uh, discovers this underworld of magic that's emerging, and then uh, finds a master and starts to learn this stuff. And it's really good. It's basically like a, just a more uh, adult version of of Harry Potter. Not that there's <laughs> any lack of death in that <laughs> series, but it just fe- it it almost feels like you you get into a new world again. Um, and, uh, because if you read like a, like a Harry Potter again, or, or one of the spin-off series or something like that, um, then you, you kind of feel like, oh, this is the world that once kind of captured my magica- imagination and I'm trying to milk it. But at least with this rivers of London, you're like, oh, this is a new world and yeah, it's actually okay. really fun. So cool. were you my... going for the word imagication there? Cause I think yes. that's a great word. <laughs> Isn't this the thing that you're meant worlds. to clean up in the, in post? No, this stays. <laughs> this is in. It stays. Magication. Uh, this is how words are formed. Shakespeare did it all the time. He did it all the time. <laughs> he was a hack. Bubble. Bubble was a word that Shakespeare invented. Did what? not exist in the English language until Shakespeare. Did you just make that up? No, it's legit. That's real. In his uh, Bubble, Bubble, Toil and Trouble, the witches. That's a th- that's that's where the word comes from. What's well, an onomatopoeia? So, onomatopoeia. See? Oh, man. Yeah. No, it's onomatopoeia now. <laughs> I've decided I'm Shakespeare. <laughs> Dan, Dan is surprised that I know things. Oh, I can't believe you've taught me a fact about Shakespeare to be honest. 
list. <laughs> what are you uh, digging this week, Dan? I, uh, I'm i torn between... I'm going to stick to TV. Altered Carbon was really good. Sci-fi show, a little bit Blade Runner-y. Uh, but I'm actually going to go for Mozart in the Jungle. Uh, super beautiful show uh, about a sort of a renegade South American composer takes over the uh, New York Symphony Orchestra. Its fourth season is out now. And <laughs> I didn't think I'd hear those terms, renegade composer. No, 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 no. he's wild. Watch out. <laughs> uh, that's, that's basically he's what got the a show is about. Stick. Him doing things and people going, it's, he's wild. So, uh, and it's just, it's just really uplifting. It has a, a beautiful look at life. And I'm, I'm pretty cantankerous. So for any show to make me feel more like in love with humanity is a good thing. Oh, that's hmm. great. There we go. I'm into that. Beautiful. We're done. Let's uh, talk some more Twilight. Let's get to the scores. Uh, first uh, test is the iPhone test. Is Did this movie completely capture your attention or did you sort of drift in and out of it, check your Facebook, get on your social media, that sort of thing? Out of five, five being good, zero being terrible. Uh, four. Yeah, wow. I had it. I was, I, was, I was in on it. Just because I was, I was fascinated by it, going, what? <laughs> this was the movie? This is it? One. So- <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Oh, Couldn't. that's why he didn't like it, because you didn't pay attention. That could be the case, but it didn't <laughs> get me. Only you yeah. pay more attention. <laughs> Can I ask for clarification? Am I rating it on the first time I watched it or this time I watched it? You can decide. Or I'll just give it a middle ground three then, because it's tough. Like, I do remember being captivated the first time I watched it. This time, I've seen it before I was researching a bit more. Mm. Because I'd seen it before as well, but I was in the cinema when I saw it, uh, and I couldn't be on my phone, uh, but I do remember drifting off a lot of times. Yeah, well, that's fine. <laughs> Stick to your one. Yeah, yeah I'm going one, two. This did uh, not fully captivate me. But the blue filter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cultural significance. Do you feel like a culturally richer pers- person now? I actually do feel like I, I actually understand this massive wave that I ignored for a long time because I actually only really have recently got into pop culture things and getting myself educated. So I actually do. So am I rating this out of five? Yes. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a four again. I'm actually going to give it a four as well. I feel like, yeah, it is something that is incredibly popular or at least was incredibly popular. It's got the books. I, I think it is significant. Yeah, I think I have to hit it with a four as well. When you look at the fact that Vampire Diaries, True Blood, um, Dark Shadows, or, or, there was all sorts of stuff that came shortly after that was based on vampires. And Dark because Shadows. Of this craze. <laughs> a great spoof film of Breaking Dawn that I became aware of while typing up the intro was Breaking Wind. Looked, <laughs> looked tremendous. Amazing. Well, maybe you'll like that one. <laughs> maybe I will. Maybe I'm going to watch that tonight. Uh, I agree that it is culturally significant. I know so many people that got hugely into this at the time. Now I think I understand them a little bit better. Uh, I don't like them as much anymore, but uh, I'm giving it a four as well. Wow. Returnability, Simon. Is this a movie you would watch again? Are you going to go and watch the rest of the series? Hmm. Or read the books. Yeah, uh, I. No, I, I, I doubt I'm really going to immerse myself in it. It almost feel, I just feel satisfied that I've kind of dipped into that world and went, ah, that's what it is. All right, that was pretty good. Like that's 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 what it was. So I don't know. I, I don't. I, I doubt I'll return to it. To be honest, um, I'm just kind of. I don't know. I do, I think it's the the previous question. I feel like 
oh, the pennies just dropped on this cultural yeah. wave that I completely missed. So I don't know, a two, two probably. But, but if you did meet a girl that was into Twilight, you'd be happy to watch some more of the films if that was a... Yeah, I'd at least be, on the, le- on, I'd the be on the level. I'd be on the same wavelength. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. I get you and I yeah. get what you're into. Mm. I'm kind of curious about... <laughs> <laughs> I may. I just want to know what the how the book compares to it in a way, and I want to know. So you want to read the book? No, I, I don't think I could possibly do it. But I've got like like friends who have seen it, who had read the book before they saw the movie, and they hated the movie but loved the books. Right. Um. So I'm just kind. I'm just curious about it. I would say maybe a two as well. Like I'm interested <laughs> in its appeal, but I. I'm not I actually excited. hear that the out of all the movies, the first movie is the most faithful to the right. book. Yeah. Okay. So it either gets a lot worse <laughs> yeah. or it was never good in the first place. <laughs> well, I have seen number two and hated it because your issues of dialogue are definitely resolved by the second film because all they do is stare at each other for mm. a good two hours. There's not much word spoken apart from battering eyelids at each other and and that forced me not to want to watch any of the others so i don't know i did rush to the second one but didn't watch any of the others so two and a half i guess i was gonna give it zero (laughs) but to be fair i did get on wikipedia and read the paragraph summary of the next few films just to see where it did end up and that sated my curiosity I don't ever want to see another film or read one of the books. So I'll give it a one. I finished the film and went, where do they go with this? So, yeah. You know, there was yeah, some there's interest. Some cool, there's some cool stuff in, uh, like, her, she, she's pregnant with, like, a. I mean, that's not a big spoiler. I no, mean, no, that's, no, we can that's give like spoilers. The, that's like the theme, but that's like the the actual plot, like, prem, yeah. premise of film three or something like that. Oh, it's really? real traditional the family trailer. values. Yeah. Like, he refuses to date her unless they get married and wow. wait to have sex well, and stuff. Well, because he's so old. Yeah, exactly. He's old. <laughs> <laughs> he's very, very old. Fa- and that's the value, my friend. <laughs> this is uh, Corey Bernardi's favourite film. <laughs> All right, partner friendliness. Good one to watch with a, with a partner? Yeah, I guess, I guess so, yeah. If they haven't... Oh, well, I don't know. If someone hasn't seen it, they've almost got like a chip on their shoulder about it to yeah. begin with. So... Yeah, if we're if they're into it, then sure. What would you give it out of five? Um, well, it depends on the partner, doesn't it? Case by case, this is hard. What would I go, give go it? Go back to your previous, your last partner, and and give it a score based on them. <sighs> oh my goodness, last partner. Uh yeah, okay, a four then. Wow. A four, yeah. She Eden. was into this stuff. Uh Two. I'm going to go two. I think, yeah, could be good. I have to give it a four. My wife's read all the books. She was quite keen to uh, watch the film with me when it was announced that we were doing this one. Uh, <laughs> it led to a fun date night of which she did fall asleep. But <laughs> yeah, fun did, you wa- did you watch her while she was sleeping? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She she should love that. If she, yeah. <laughs> I saw you and your wife yesterday, and you were just describing that you were like watching it the 
previous night or something, and you were like, yeah, yeah, you said, like, can I please watch that with you? And she got really angry. She was like, I didn't say, I said, like, I didn't say please. I said, like, oh, maybe I'll watch that with you. Or, like, almost like you, she was mad that you were, like, giving the idea that she was into Twilight. Like and then it her. comes out that she's read all the books and seen them all. So she's covering. Yeah, she's, I think I have to give it a four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She of course was, she's covering because there's people like you who yeah. are so vocal about how bad it is. <laughs> they can feel guilty. This is how Trump got elected, right? <laughs> no one said, no one wanted to say they were going to vote for him because they were ridiculed and then they secretly went and voted for him. So, so. the Trump voters are the Twilight <laughs> yeah, fans. Yeah, I like that, that analogy. Um, I tried to get my wife to watch this with me and she refused. But then as I was watching it, I was sort of describing bits and pieces to her and she's like, oh. Oh yeah, maybe maybe I wouldn't mind watching that. So. Oh my See, god! See, that's the thing. I can picture your wife watching this. I think she would enjoy this. Oh, she watches some crap, man. That's what I she mean. She watches some garbage. So I was watching this thing, and yeah, she, you probably would enjoy this. But I think she had the snobby thing at the time of being like, yeah. "I'm not going to be one of those Twilight girls." But I mm. think secretly, yeah. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. Ooh. Give us give her a point and a half off of you know trying to give her some credit for trying to cover it up, hide it, yeah. Uh, all right, that uh, brings us to the time I need to tally the scores. Let's take a short break. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Okay, Simon, let's talk your favourite piece of pop culture ever. Well, my favourite movie of all time is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Oh, good film. Yeah. And I didn't even realise it was Edgar Wright. Because I, when, when I first saw that film, I wasn't really a film nerd, and I've only in the last couple of years started to really get into all these videos online. Um, like uh, one's called um, uh, "Every Frame a Painting." It's on YouTube, and it's basically a film critic telling you uh, about how comedy is done in different forms. And vi- visual comedy was the topic of one particular video, and he just was raving about. Ed- Edgar Wright about things coming into frame and going out of frame, how good Shaun of the Dead is in terms of being able to just land a gag based on a sound effect or something like that or a fence falling over. And so I became obsessed with Edgar Wright and then I learned he did Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, well, that's why it's my favorite film. (laughs) So that film is so good because just visually, if you watch like how they, how they transition from scenes, they do it like a comic book. And like he would make actors redo takes not blinking to mimic the wide eyes of comic books. Mm -hmm. So just the rewatchability of that film, I can watch it two or three times in a row and look at different things that are kind of textured in. And it's a little bit video gamey as well. It's got that sort so of vibe good. to it. Yeah. Very colourful, but also dark and contrasting in yeah. different scenes and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, and it's got a nice little... Uh, it's got a nice little subject in that Scott is kind of like just lost and just sort of floating through life and doesn't have any direction and just kind of like, you know, wants a girlfriend, but not this girlfriend, that girlfriend. And, <laughs> you know, it's it's actually just learning self-respect and it's actually a good message underneath all the, you know, lights and sparkles. The end. That's the best movie Lovely. ever to me. Nice. Cool. Well, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. All right, well, the scores are in and it is a... Very respectable score for Twilight today of 34 and a half, putting it 
Equal with uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Wow. <laughs> what oh, so read... many people are going to be upset about above that. Above Rambo, <laughs> above Blade Runner, <laughs> oh, uh, God. above The Breakfast Club. Oh, my God. Oh my goodness. Not quite reaching the heights of uh, Forrest Gump <laughs> and The Shining, but it is in the top tier of my first time pop culture. Oh, experience. I'm so glad of my contribution to this podcast. <laughs> Simon, so what have awesome. you done? <laughs> So thirty four point five. What's the top? What's the top scoring? The best score was The Shining with forty four point two. Yeah, we got a bit. But of like way to beyond go. The Shining, it drops way down to thirty eight point two for Forrest Gump, and then bang, equal third. Twilight. Amazing. I'm so happy. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going to be up all night going, what's wrong with the scoring system? <laughs> How do we change it? This is an, We must protect this. Do you know who else would be up all night? Edward, because he doesn't he sleep. He doesn't oh. sleep, mate. <laughs> but he likes to watch people sleep. <laughs> all right. Well, Simon, thank you so much for joining us today. I had an amazing time. <laughs> <laughs> Just to watch you squirm in your seats as I <laughs> profess my love for Twilight. Can we send people to your website or somewhere to get tickets and things? Uh, yeah, mrsimontaylor.com. Uh, in case you guys don't know, I'm playing Canberra and Brisbane. <laughs> we've heard. We've heard. <laughs> Comedy Festival and Sydney Comedy Festival. And uh, all, the, all the fans in Malaysia and Singapore out there. And you come back to Adelaide pretty much once a year or more. Yeah, I try to actually come, come by off-season as well. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be back later in the year, maybe do a rerun of this show. So find Simon on social media and, uh, you know, give him, give him some love for his Twilight love, if that's what you're into, <laughs> or, you know, if... Uh, We'll send him some, uh, also some angry emails too. <laughs> There's a block button, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back shortly with another My First Time. How did you get in here? The window. Do you do that a lot? Um, just the past couple of months. I like watching you sleep. It's, um... It's kind of fascinating to me. Oh, there's a, there's a joke, actually. Did you hear about the Mexican magician? Yeah. He went on... Dos, and then poof, he was gone without a tress. <laughs> I hope know, that's in the podcast. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to edit that in somewhere. <laughs> that's it. Oh, God.